Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Right, it's episode 5, season 7 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, David from Sussex. Hi there. And Gilly from Italy. Hello everyone. Right, lads. We've only gone and beat United. 6 1. 6 1. It's like ripping yarns. <laughs> one. I mean, I know it was 8 1, but you can't be too choosy. Uh, but da- um, David, it was what, two seasons ago? We, we went to Old Trafford, you and I. We, we, we saw Spurs win 3 0. That was, that was a momentous occasion. But to go there and win 6 1, and this is what their, their biggest defeat since. Since I think City beat them six one about nine years ago or something like that. Yeah, what a <laughs> it was it was more than a beating, wasn't it? It was a humiliation. And they really are smarting all round. Um it was a just an all round performance. Absolute all round performance. And <laughs> and we did you could see we're starting to do the things that Mourinho has desired of this Spurs squad, and that's the dark arts and managing the game it a bit of both and you can see that amongst the players today but without going further into which we will do just a just a wonderful result today wonderful sets us up for the week doesn't it yeah it does but we we we, um we started off well i mean conceding a penalty within the first minute a little bit careless from 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 sanchez uh and and to all teams united who, who seem to be awarded penalties for fun did, at that point did you fi- feel oh here we go again it's just going to be one of those days where it's not our day oh yeah and no doubt about it you know it's with the under two minutes um and i did think then that yeah this isn't going to go for us is it this is going to go horribly wrong because i thought well united it, it'll enforce us a little bit to come out and maybe not play the tactics that we set out to play um and united could just sit and there was a throw in shortly after that um and I could see United taking their time, and I thought, yeah, this is going to be a long day, isn't it? Mm. We 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 responded fairly quickly, and I think it was apparent just even when when we equalised, and thereafter, this was going to be an open. It felt like an open end to end game. Yeah. And and as the game sort of drew, drew on, certainly I think by the time it was two one, you thought to yourself, this this United team are there for the taking. I know they had a they had a they had a player sent off a little bit later, but I think regardless, um, that shouldn't detract from the fact that we were we were we were the superior team and and we were superb. But I can't remember because all the goals sort of merge into one. So I can't remember if it was the equaliser or or maybe it was the goal that put us ahead. But really quick thinking from Kane there when Maguire Maguire fouled him and immediately takes a free kick and puts Son through on goal. Yeah, no, that second goal. Second goal. That was a second goal. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what? See, that's a dark arts in a sense because he's, he's he's dragged Harry Maguire out, hasn't he, Harry Kane? He's dragged him out into a place he doesn't really want to be, and then he's attracted a foul, and then he's thinking on his feet, 
quick ball. I mean, where was uh, the, the right back? Um, to, he should have been standing on the ball. United switched off mm. uh, and, and we took advantage. And we're not given enough credit for it. Um, I think it was key to hit back quickly. I mean, I watched them at Brighton last week and they were very, very fortunate there. But how many times have we gone up there in good, better form than then and not, you know, and they've turned up and, and we haven't. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, 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 what I really enjoyed was that second half we kept the ball, we drew them on and we were really clinical. We didn't chase the game. We didn't lose our heads and think, oh, this could be anything, you know, anything, six, seven, eight, one. And and in the end, we, you know, we were very clever, as you would expect from a Mourinho side. And I think what David said earlier was true. It was mm-hmm. very disciplined, very clever very clever performance and um, I'm sure we'll get on to some of the players later but some really some of the new ones really stepped up I'm thinking particularly Hoiberg so uh, yeah I, I do think that getting back into it so quickly and with such a mess up from them was very key because I think they have been a bit fragile recently but uh, yeah should, superb performance should, all should, round everyone should we go through that 1-11 to 11, right and feel free either of you at any point just to um, interrupt as, as, as I go through player for player. So Hugo Lloris, well, he didn't really have much to do all game. No. Um, and then Sergio right back, obviously he, he got a goal. Um, I, his performance, I can't... The, 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 there was nothing for me that really stood out in his performance in terms of like good things, but I don't really recall him doing any bad things either. I thought he was tremendous. His energy was incredible and what was really key, another maligned player, I mean, Aurier, I've maligned many times, is Sissoko again was fantastic mm. at filling in for him, sniffing danger. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I thought he was I thought he was very good. I thought he was very good against, we'll get on to it later, against Chelsea, Chelsea as well. Yep. So then, uh, I mean, at left back, um, I'm not going to pronounce the surname, Sergio, um, I, think, I thought was superb. Just that, that lad, as we saw earlier this week against Chelsea as well, he's got a real engine on him. Um, mm. He's quick, he's fast, he can get up and down the pitch. Um, he gives us an, an option, not just going forward in terms of his pace, but, but then getting back and recovering when he's all the way up, up the pitch, which... Which Ben the David... The joys of youth. <laughs> well, but he's, yeah, joys of youth, but he's, he's, he's also... He's, he's 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 very athletic. Ben yeah, Davis, bless him. I think Ben Ben. I think Ben's a really solid player and a lot lot a lot better player than many fans give our fans yeah. give him credit for. But but he, I just don't think he's got the engine a bit like Trippier when we had him to 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 to, to, to come back quickly and recover. Um, What's interesting though is that in against Chelsea and and again today he's brought on Davis and they've played Reguilon at um, left midfield. Yeah, and that's a, which gives us another uh, option. You know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Very superb. David, if I come to you on the centre back, Steyer and Sanchez, uh, asking you as as somebody who's who played in that position many yeah. many moons ago. Yeah, it was many moons ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought Dyer was was solid. Um, played balls out nicely. Uh, Sanchez, yeah, um, I, I thought you were quite kind about him actually giving the penalty away. It was it was it was a terribly clumsy thing to do. He mm. didn't need to do it, and that's the danger with Sanchez. Um, he he sort of has a brain freeze. He just the player was sort of going nowhere, and you have to tell if that was all Toby Elderald. He would have just kept him to one side and. and ushered him back out again 
Sanchez didn't have to do that. But then after that, he did have another tackle, I think, a, a very similar situation. And he made that very nice. He's very quick. So he's got a lot to his game if he wants to use it properly. He's just got to get that brain right. But Dyer, definitely, he seems to be improving now with each game. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I like him there now. Um, I've been a bit suspect, but he was definitely in the right places at the right times today. So, I mean, so much of football is, is cliched, but so much of it is confidence. And I think with Dyer, he's slowly getting his confidence back after after a, after a long spell out, um, sort of stop-start with, with injuries, his appendicitis. You know, then maybe not getting into the team, playing regularly, establishing a, a, a position, should we say, either playing centre back or midfield. I think now he's sort of, sort of, both him and um, manager have settled for him to play at centre back, and he's he's had a run of games, and I thought he was he was he was fantastic as well in the in in earlier in the week against Chelsea. We'll yeah touch talk about that later, and then midfield, um, Sissoko. I think Gilly, you mentioned him. He, Working hard, um, Hoiberg. I thought superb, absolutely superb, really clever. Um, something that occurred to me. I'm just going on for tangent slightly. Earlier in the game, I was watching him, and he reminds me slightly, maybe in, uh, not in his style or the way he turns or the way he he walks, moves on the pitch. He reminds me of David House. Oh. <laughs> Oh, um, it could just be me. That, that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see that. But I, I, what I liked about him was he's there, solid. He's doing what a, a, a really good player playing in front of the back four, getting it, giving it, pointing, ushering. Um, he, he's doing all the right things. And, and really, I thought, you know, the whole team today mm. were just a class above United. You know, man, you're going to go through each man, but... There wasn't a bad game amongst them. Not at all. They were all good games. And they were all smiling. They were all enjoying it. It does bode well. It does. Hoiberg was tremendous. That pass for Aurier for his goal was showed yeah. the side of his game that perhaps I I hadn't I'd seen him a handful of times for Southampton without really noticing him. I thought the Everton game, I thought, what's this? But since then he's quietly grown into it. And today he was exceptional. I think all the things David said and He's a tremendous organiser, and I think that's what we had partly over United, is we had a bit of a game, we looked like we had a game plan and people who knew what they were doing, whereas mm. United seemed a bit more off the cuff, people like um, Pogba um Bruno, I don't know where he went to after, <laughs> after a while. Again, it's easy when you win 6-1 to say all this, you've got to keep it up, but... Um, I think, yeah, he, I, think, I think Bruno was looking for his receipt, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so he would get, hand it back. <laughs> so the other thing about Hoiberg, his positional sense, I think, is, is very yeah. good. And, and, and he's always, I mean, people say he's a DM. I'm not sure that he is a sorry, defensive midfielder. I think he, he's, he's somebody that anticipates stuff um, and gets in the right places, um, cuts out the danger... But then is also good, probably say better on the ball than say somebody like Sissoko and getting the ball forward and and starting play. Um, not in the same way that Dembele would do that for us, but in a similar fashion that Dem you know Dembele often was a transition between defence and attack, and I yeah. feel that that Hoiberg's got that in him as well. And and Dembele, I thought towards the end he tired, but. I think certainly first half, I, th- I thought 
on the ball. He's you know he, he looked 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 good, and and the last few games it's been it's been encouraging watching him. Uh, some people say that things slow down with him, but I think that that's just the way he plays the game. I think he he, he he's one of these players that seem to have like a lot of time on the ball, um, but he's he's always looking for that forward pass, and he's not afraid to to take risks sometimes, rather than just play the safe pass sideways, yeah, for example. So. We'll, we'll see more as he. Uh, he was certainly fitter today, wasn't he? he? Certainly looked the part, but he runs with a bit of a lollop, which I, I and that rather disguises. He looks lazy, mm. I, and I'm, uh, Mark Stallwood mentioned it today, saying he's he's not putting it in at times and a little bit lazy. And I, I'm not sure. I think he looks that way, but I don't think he he is. Um, you should I, say I, the same about Waddle, didn't they? But Waddle yeah. was a really hard-working Waddle. When you watched him properly, worked so hard. I think Donald. And Dominic's conditioning's there now, so he can do it yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, what a week. I mean, the first thing to say is, you know, what a great effort you know, from Absolutely. everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Lamella, so we had a, just, just jumping slightly, we had a mention a um, question from Nate who said, well, not so much a question, but a request to talk about Lamella and the role he's played in a very good week for Spurs. So uh, well, let's just focus on today, firstly. Um, Lamella, I thought that. F- well, first half because he came off at half time. I, I thought he 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 was very good going forward. There was a ball where he put Sun in um, very early on. I think we were, when we were two one up, um, oh, and yeah. and Sun uh, his touch let him down. I, I don't know whether it, the, the where or whether whether the ball hit a, or he or he got a divot or he got his foot st- stuck in the turf. But um, beautiful ball from Lamella. He, he, he made things happen. I felt um, he also played his part in getting <laughs> getting Martial sent off. Um, but um, yeah, I thought he had a good game as well. He had a tremendous game, Lamella, uh, for the, the half he was there. Um, he he started things off for us. He mixed them up. He made real trouble. I didn't like him. He is a Mourinho man. Uh, just as Moore is, there are certain players there. Mourinho, when he walked in the door, Dyer was. Uh, I'm sure. Um, he loves and Lamella does his dirty work no two ways about it I mean the arm across the neck of uh, um, uh, Martial would have been typical just put his arm across and blocking and just getting a little bit irritating now I think a lot of people have been embarrassed by that sending off that he wasn't sent off but really in lesser law if you see any, any corner coming over the amount of scrambling with arms pushing shoving grabbing all sorts that were no different to what Lamella did. Unfortunately, Martial um, then reacts to it stupidly and flicks him in the face. Uh, and the more embarrassing bit is not that Lamella wasn't sent off. It's more the case he threw himself on the ground as if uh, a Jack the Ripper had just had a go at him. Um, it, it, that, that's, that's probably the most yeah, awkward moment, but... I mean, he went down in, in instalments, didn't he, in the end? Mm. You got flicked in the lips, and then he sort of starts to go down forwards, and then he goes down backwards, and then he's rolling around. It was a bit embarrassing, that last bit. But but what would you what would the fans prefer? You know, Lamella doing a little bit of the dark arts, and us coming away with a 6-1 win, and certainly by the end of the season, we look at the table, and we're somewhere up the top there. Um, or... Do we play the nice Spurs um, and, and sort of finish outside the European places? And I think, I know that's a binary question and, and 
I hate asking him sometimes, but I got a feeling that's what Spurs have needed for a little while is a wake up call and, and getting our sleeves rolled up and getting stuck into games and not having this soft underbelly. And, and Lamella epitomised that today. He really put the work in. He irritated them from very early on. And I, and I applaud Mourinho for getting him to do that and taking him off at half time and getting him out of the way. Oh. Yeah, I, mean, I thought today, he, I mean, often he gives you tempo, he gives you desire. And I thought on the ball, his quality of passing and short and long and, and movement and linking play was better than, than it is sometimes. I mean, I'm a big fan, but I, I, I thought he, and that ball through that you mentioned for Sun was superb. You know, he still now and again holds on to it too often, but I, he looked he looked high quality, I thought today. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I didn't like him what happened with the sending off and stuff but as David says this is this is what happens in football for Solskjaer to come out and start moaning when he's got Bruno Fernandes on and all the all the things that have happened to us you unfortunately you've got to that's how you've got to play the game these days everyone else is going to do it I didn't like it I'd rather he didn't do it but I mean we, to be honest by then we we looked like we were going to win anyway but yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought he's played really, really well today. I agree. Um, and that just leaves two other players who, who started, Son and Kane. Son, I, I, was, I was surprised. There was, some, there was some talk before the match that um, that he might be involved, but um, and he travelled up. Well, he well, obviously he did, but... Um, <laughs> he's not that good. Uh, yeah, but he, 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 he got on the score sheet a couple of times, so, so that, that was good. And and then Kane, Harry Kane. I just, I mean, for me, it, on Sky, Darren Neville said he was man of the match, and whilst I agree with that, and he was my man of the match, I was surprised that that Hoiberg wasn't mentioned by Neville in dispatches. It all seemed to be about Son and Kane. I mean, Kane, firstly the free kick earlier, really quick thinking, putting um, putting Son through, and obviously getting on the score sheet again. But generally, his his. His whole his movement, his play, the confidence, the swagger with which he's playing. I mean, he's got the he's got the passing, dare I say, it, of Hoddle. Um, he he's he can get goals. Um, he he's even doing the the way he's playing at the moment, just just dropping off. He's doing the sort of Burkamp role for for Holland and and that other team that from Woolwich. <laughs> I mean, Bur- to be, but I've got one Burkamp. I've got to say, I know he played for Woolwich, but long before that, um, I'd, 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 I'd seen him for Inter and um, uh, and for the Netherlands. So the first time I saw him was, was at Euro '92 for, for for the Netherlands, which was good three years before he um, he signed for Arsenal. And I and I always admired him then as a player, and I thought he, I thought he was a superb player. It's, it's a shame that he ended up. Um, at Arsenal, but I think that that Kane many times today played that role, just dropping off and finding space superbly. Even even in some ways, you could say like an Ericsson. Yeah, he was actually he's playing a slightly different role today, Kane, and, and that's been brewing, where um, it culminated, of course, with four through balls for Son to score his four goals and he keeps coming deep he, he keeps pulling away pulling defenders out joining the link play in the midfield uh, I I just don't have enough to say uh, I can't say too much about Kane 
and Son. The two of them were superb. And Sonny, if he had an injury, well, he wasn't really... Um, <clears throat> I couldn't see it today he was just wonderful full of pace full of effort and loads of skill it was a shame because that through ball by Lamella he just stumbled what a goal that would have been in fact United were lucky they should have had three more players sent off and we should have had three more goals it really was that case. We could have almost been double figures today. We really could have done. Mm. And this was something to, today's win was all without the likes of Bale obviously Stephen Bergwijn, Lo Celso, um, yeah. Jaffa Tsaganga um, yeah. didn't. I, think, I don't think he travelled with with, with 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 the squad. I think he might have been carrying Ox. So um, that's and and the, the the lad that we've signed, whose name escapes me, Carlos Vicinius. Vicinius. Oh, right. Vicinius. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Vicinius. Yeah. 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 He's the work permit away from yeah. from from. On Sun, I, I think, do you remember the first two seasons? He wasn't that clinical yeah. one-on-one. Mm -hmm. And now I'm surprised if he misses one-on-one. Yeah, He's really uh, improved. And Kane, we all know he's the best number nine, he's the best number ten. And when defending corners, he's the best number five in the league. You know, yeah. he can do bloody everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, he is. He's the best number. I, um, I can't remember which number goal it was, but that's when we uh, camped in their box or around their box. And they tried playing, and uh, again, and Dubelli was uh, instrumental in that. And they run past him to Son. Son normally would shoot. This time he squares it to Kane, and bless him, it was the right thing to do. It still, it still had a bit of work to do, and Kane still put it in right in the corner because mm. De Gea, anywhere else, and De Gea was going to get that. He made it look so simple. And that's the problem. People, mm. oh, well, it's Kane. You know, it's a side foot. It's an empty net. It wasn't. You know, it, it's still a bit of work to do. They weren't missing much. It was That's a good it, point. It's, it's a beauty to behold that. That's what's in simplicity, but really a real beautiful thing. Um, sorry, I just, just distracted there. Villa are four-one up against Liverpool. I know. I no. just turned around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Turfing them around. I can see. <laughs> They're going to win the league. <laughs> um, I mean, the blue half of Merseyside must be very happy. Top, 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 top of the table. Four wins. <laughs> Maximum yeah. four, four wins out of four, and, and Liverpool leads. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Even West Ham looked like a half alive football team. Yeah, yeah. A lot of do, strange things going on. Do you know the the other thing about Kane? I mean, like you said, David, large parts of today dropping dropping off. Yes. The the nice thing about that is he. Well, firstly, I think it creates space for. Um, obviously, if you're an opposition defender, you, you go with him. You you've, you've got to go with him because you don't want to give him that space to. Um, to, to to ping balls left, right, and centre. I mean, we know he he can also when he when he's sort of thirty yards from goal, he he's got a great strike. He loves to cut in on his right foot and 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 and, and smash it into the in, in, into the net. Um, so he'll he'll take markets with him and, and create space for others. We've got players who can who can who can like Sun, for example. Hopefully, Bale, Bergwijn, Mora, who can Delhi even who can who can run into the box. Um, but also, it, he didn't do that for even 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 though he did it for large parts of um, the game today. It wasn't like that was his position. There were periods where suddenly you did find him on the last shoulder of, of, of the last sh sh shoulder, what you know, one on one with the defender or, or in the box. So he, he mixes it up. That's 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 a nice thing for me. It's not it's like harder oh, to pick up then as yeah, well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he, he, he yeah, can do right. he can do both. Right, 
Um, what's the time? Right, let's just quickly go through some questions just around just around today's game. Um, so Stuart Sessions asks, how does United end up, end up with 10 on the pitch? As soon as said, Pogba, Shaw and Bailey should have all gone for challenges. Or, or is that only when it's a Spurs player? Yeah, I thought I, I certainly thought the Shaw should have gone. That was wasn't just a trip. He hacked him. I mean, that was and he was. I think he was the last man. I, I think um, Mora was on goal. Um, should have gone for dangerous play. Could have really hurt yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I, I I couldn't believe when he went to his pocket and then produced a yellow. I thought, oh, he's producing the red here, and this is going to get pretty bad for United. So if they want a bellyache about. <laughs> um, Martial sort of uh, responded that way or, or not that, you know, they, they got very fortunate and I did think um, that there were a couple of little stamp, naughty stamps. What I did like uh, and sorry Stuart, only your question but um, what I did like, is they started to actually, towards the end try and, and mix it with us with, with almost fists, they were getting into a right fight and we just walked away from it mm. and again I thought, you know what, that's exactly what Mourinho wants I, th- if, I feel he's managed to instill in the players dark hearts wind them up be solid don't react then when that when they react walk away and that's what it looked like to me and united and, and Solskjaer must be sitting in that changing room afterwards wondering you know how they got so bullied out of the game and they did and, and very poor so yes they should have i think certainly a minimum one more sent off in shore the other two were a bit fortunate Okay. Question from our own Bex. Twitter handle is at Bunches Bex. How piss poor was the commentary? This is obviously this is a Sky commentary that we had in the UK. All about United. No credit for how good Spurs were. Should Neville and Tyler, Martin Tyler, be stopped from commentating on United? Did, did you listen to that, um, uh, Gilly? Did you hear? Did you no, get their I, commentary? To be honest, because I watch most games on streams, I don't get Sky very often. I watched. Uh, as I think it's an American channel with Lee Dixon, and. I mean, I listened to the um, game in the week with Alan Smith, who's, God, he's awful. But Dixon at least makes jokes about the Arsenal Spurs thing, so you know where he's coming from. But he was at great pain to say, we must make sure that we remember that Spurs have been fantastic today rather than not. So I miss a lot of this Sky stuff, Sooness and all that, because I don't don't really get it. So I'm probably best not to... um, I I think think it was astonishing. Uh, not surprising, but it was astonishing today. That, uh, but this is—I I keep repeating myself about this. If they talk about Manchester United and Liverpool, and, and keep on about it, it sells packages. They mm. are more popular mm. abroad. It sells packages, yeah. so they are encouraged. That's why we have Manchester United, Liverpool pundits on get everybody abroad to look at it and salivate, buy their shirts. Spurs are not as big. The reality was that this was a great Spurs performance. Not a lucky one. This was a great Spurs performance. And they humiliated United and put them in their place. They really did. And I, and I think it, it's quite shocking. They should have had a Spurs pundit on there in some form. But they won't do it. No. Instead, they think instead. So, I, I hear they think Sol Campbell's a Spurs pundit, don't they, sometimes? I think I think you mispronounced something there. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead they had Graham Souness, who um, had some affiliation, if we can call it that, with Spurs. Bad terms, yeah, so. exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I remember Souness playing for Spurs. 
I really do. He was a young kid, 16, and he played one game out in Reykjavik in Iceland. And he belly ached to um, uh, Bill Nick about playing first team. And Bill Nick said, you wait, you wait your time. And I remember him running off back to Scotland. And we got him back and he came back to Spurs. Um, belly ached again, I think. He was just being an irritant. I want to play, I want to play. He was a loose cannon. Um, and uh, he did the same thing again, ran away. So in the end, we sold him to Middlesbrough, to Jack Charlton. Mm. Um, and he's hated Spurs ever since. You know, he felt he'd given a bad deal. Um, and, and consequently, I don't think he minds taking his opportunity wherever he can to not um, say Spurs played very well too often. He he is very bitter and twisted. Do, yeah. do you know the, the thing about I United? Don't know why though? He's won. I mean, he was an amazing. Play won everything. What's he got to be bitter about? You know? Yeah, no, surprising, isn't mm. it? Mind you, think... I don't know if he was, but if he's talking about dark arts, a more a more a more of an animal on a football pitch in Britain, aren't you? Yeah. find hard to uh, <laughs> hard true. to find. He'd rake his studs down you as soon as offer you a cup of tea. But <laughs> the thing as he was. The thing about United today, when I looked at the, the lineup at the beginning, I thought, oh, that's that, that's actually quite a strong team. Look at look at the, you know they've got Shaw back at left back, they've got Brambiskaka, they've got Bailly, who I'd probably say is their best. Um, Bailly and I haven't, but but certainly when they when they signed Bailly, I thought he was a good signing, and then he got injured, and I thought Bailly, Maguire, you've got Matic, you've got Pogba. You know, that that's a fairly Cost strong. Cost a fortune. Cost yeah, a fortune. There was nobody. Yeah. There was nobody that that they had that uh, there wasn't anybody missing from that lineup. Um, it was no strong. one under fifty 11. million either. I don't. Think. Well, the whole I think their whole back four cost about one hundred ninety million. Yeah. Um, anyway, the the, the the running thing on Sky was all about how you know they did well you know last season finishing third, and they should be closing the gap on um, on City and Liverpool. Now, to my, to my mind, I think that Spurs. You know, we finished sixth last season. I think we had a poor season transitional period two different managers and we finished sixth and that was justified because of because of you know the way we played but I think that was very much against the tide compared to recent seasons and from what I'm seeing now United particularly post restart they did very well and they deserved to finish top four last season but I think that was also against 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 the tide and I think too many people if you look at how United did prior to that um, and I think that too many people, United fans, got carried away thinking, oh, all we need to do is buy a few quality players this summer and, and just to close the gap on 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 the top two. Actually, they should be more worried about the likes of Spurs and Chelsea um, and a few other teams because I don't, I you know, I think they might struggle to, to, to finish top four. I mean, I, I thought at the start of the season we would we would finish above them. I still maintain that because I think defensively they're they're weak, and I think that. Today expose them collectively. I just think they look. I think like with poor. all defenses, uh, what they haven't got right is in front of the back four as well. I think that's well, like with us as well. Well, that's what I meant by collectively. I just think the oh, whole right, team sorry, is just well, twofold. Yeah, I think I think defensively, I think the, I think the unit is is poor in certain areas, but I think collectively, I think they're 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 a bit they're shit. Headers for our first goal by Ann Maguire. I mean. It, I could head it further than that. That was unbelievable. Mm. Just shows you, I think, confidence. I think I don't know which one of you said it before. Yeah. Sorry, I'm interrupting. That's nice, right. Um, okay, let's just quickly before we bring the first half to an end. Um, question from Annie Ireland. Twitter handle is 
at A Island 86. I don't agree with Lamella's reaction, but Martial should never have reacted. Never thought I'd see us put six past United. Could be the, could could this be the start of something special? Um, I think that I think that we will address Andy's question in the second half of the show because I think we need to to, to do it justice. I think we need to talk about um, the games that we played earlier this week. Um, I think, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think it is. I think, I think it is. But I, I think that that not based on just today. I think I would say based on the whole week and the performances we put earlier this week, which were different. A different sort of test was was asked of us against Chelsea on on Tuesday. Nobody gave us a chance. Um, and I think obviously on Thursday it was all about just just getting through and getting to the group stage. But. Um, I think we, 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 we can talk a little bit, little bit more about whether it's the beginning of a new dawn in the second half. Um, Darren Pamenter, Sunis says, cannot say a good thing about Spurs. He was asked how good were Spurs today, and it turned out to be about how bad United were. So my question is, how good were we today? Nine out of ten. <laughs> I can't give it ten, but nine out of ten. <laughs> I think how good we were was that we, we started off playing Manchester United and long before half time we were playing Manchester Disarray. I think that was how good we were. It made them look like fools. We were brilliant. We were. They're, Nine out of ten is fair. We can always get better. Of course. Of course. Not give away silly penalties in the first minute. Well, exactly. But we were absolutely superb. I mean, the old adage, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And that we did. And we, we, we did so well. There was so much to like. There were so many good performances. You were starting to see um, some of the players that we've questioned a little bit, like Ndombele, uh, Hoiber, I mean, Uriye. And all you could, you could see today how they fitted in and how well they did. And you've got to remember, this is going to be, going forward still, um, a squad game. And all these players are going to be so important. I know we've got a few... De- oh, tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow's the closing of the window. Yeah. And we'll see who goes out and who comes in. I'll be astonished if they're all still there. But if they are, that's a hell of a squad. And if they're all playing as well as that, and all with confidence like that, yeah, you're right, Javid, we'll definitely be top four. And I could, we're going to be above United at, at mm-hmm. this pace. I know we shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, it's only, you know, a few games in, but you can see uh, how well we're, we're improving and how we seem to be understanding what's being asked of us. Yeah. I think rather than just the results, you know, it's the performances are get, yeah. getting better and better. I mean, we'll talk about Chelsea later, but second half, I thought against Newcastle, we were very good. We were tremendous today, second half at Southampton. And like last year, when everyone's just talking about results, 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 I think if you're performing well, results are more likely, aren't they? And that's a truism. Yeah. I, I I know people are getting excited about the League Cup and stuff. I'll be disappointed if we, um, oh, you know, went through my toys out of the pram, but I, I'd be quietly disappointed if we don't make top four this year. Yeah. We look, I think we're looking good. You know, if anything can happen. You know, anything can happen in football, so you never know what's gonna gonna occur. But well, with with the teams in the league at the moment, I would suggest we we that's where we need to be pushing. Yeah, uh, going back to what I said earlier about last season, it was where we finished was against the tide for us, and where United finished was perhaps against the tide for them in compared to recent seasons. I think I'm hoping 
that actually they are, that that is the case with us, and that we, we've we've got a good pe- pedigree. We've finished top four four consecutive seasons last season. Okay, not so good, but what we've done now is strengthen in 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 key areas. Um, you contrast that with, with with United. Have they done that in in the areas they need to? They just seem to be obsessed with buying. You know, whoever happens to be a, a, a available, like for example, um, uh, Sancho. Yep, fantastic player, fantastic pr- pr- prospect. But I, I almost get the impression it's like, oh well, we don't. We, he's available, and we don't want to let this slip under the radar, sort of thing. As opposed to, is that position a priority? And I think the way that we've conducted our business um, this window, we, we've strengthened in, in, in the key areas. Right. Um, second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast, we will talk about that League Cup game against Chelsea, Dyer's comfort break. Um, we'll talk about the draw for the Europa Europa League. We've got a few more questions. Um, we'll briefly discuss the transfer win, window um, and and we'll look also ahead to the West Ham game. But before all of that, here is Bex with this week's Tottenham Women's Update. Hello, uh, it's Bex. So not such a good start to the Women's Premier League season. They lost today which is Sunday they lost 4-1 at Man City so a consolation goal for Anna Philby in the 80th minute but by that stage we were already 4-0 down so um, disappointing time for the women there so onwards and upwards the women play on Wednesday the 7th of October um, at the Hive where they play the London City Lionesses and that's in the Continental League Cup which is normally a round robin tournament at this stage So we shall see some more games from there. So today that leaves us eighth in the table, having played three with just one point. Um, I know it's a longer season. Um, I'm sure the women are feeling a little bit disappointed at the moment, but onwards and upwards, that's all they can do. Um, So in all in all, a disappointing update for this week. Um, As disappointed as I am, I'm sure the players feel a little bit worse, as will Karen Hills. Anyway, I am on Twitter at BunchesBex if anybody needs me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right. Um, David, Gilly, were you ever caught short playing football? <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just don't understand how... No, I never have. Um, must be awful. Did, must be dreadful. It must really must. Me neither. I've never been caught short playing football. I mean, what, what was Building funny? In cricket, I've sometimes had to go off, but uh, never, never in football. Never in football. So, right, David, I suspect you 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 would have watched the same commentary or listened to or watched the same yeah. coverage that I did, and Gilly maybe not so. But they but I they interviewed in the, the Chelsea game. Alan Smith. Did yeah? Did you okay? So yeah. did you see after the game they interviewed Mourinho and he said something like I didn't quite get it, but he sort of suggested that that um. That it was because he had played, Dyer had played on Sunday, and then he was playing again 48 hours, that he was dehydrated or tired, and then the muscles relax or something, and that did, that causes his bowel to. I never, I'd never heard of that. I mean, I like so many players today, amateurs play Saturdays and Sundays. I, I did it for 20 years, I think, or 20 odd years, Saturdays and Sundays, and played midweek. And, and so I should have been dehydrated, but it never 
cause that sort of problem for me, I must admit. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be going off and on, rolling off and on, all the players playing on a Sunday, wouldn't they? Going off to the toilet, queuing. <laughs> it's all a laugh now, but, but I, I'm sure we all saw the same thing, where the ball just bounced with the Chelsea player through in acres of space. Yeah. I thought, what's going on here? If he'd scored, yeah. I don't think it would be quite so uh, sanguine about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't think of many the only precedent I can think of is Gary Lineker, Italia ninety opening yeah. England's opening game against yeah. Ireland and Calgary, and oh. and he quite literally shat himself on the pitch. Mm. Um, yeah. Right. Well, let's let's move on to the, to, to, yes. to, to 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 the game. Um, actually, hold on. Question from from Kent Goodrich. He just said after the Chelsea win, Dyer was consoling a few of their players, rubbing heads and patting cheeks. What are the chances he had washed his hands? <laughs> Slim, um, I should think. Slim chance. Um, well, nobody gave us a chance. And Mourinho was there, and he said, oh, "I've just got to wash my hands, Jose. <laughs> uh, I think you better get on." Uh. No oh. one, no one, no one. I, it was very tempted to, call, to title this podcast "Shit Happens" or something like that, but um, um, I think we'll have to. Well, when, I come, when it comes to titling it, I'll have to think of something more relevant to today's game. Anyway, um, nobody. Let's be honest. Nobody. None of none of us probably gave ourselves a chance going into that game against Chelsea. You know, on paper, they're the better team. They don't have to play on Thursday. There's a, they, I think they played on Saturday. Um, we played on the Sunday. We had to rotate players, and we we put in a very professional performance and, and got the result. And okay, penalties is is luck, but we probably did exactly what we wanted to do was to to, to to you know grind out a draw, take it to penalties, and, and give ourselves at least half a chance. And Lady Luck fell fell on us for once. Yeah, I think it's more than Lady Luck, really. I mean, it just as you say, we got we got stronger. Um, towards the end of the game and uh, I, it's a shame because you know we, I, I would have been bouncing around or I was bouncing around at the time but bouncing around today but it's been overtaken by the United result but in truth it was a hell of a result and it really looked as though that was the plan that we would stay in the game um, and, and get a draw if need be and go to penalties and didn't we look confident taking the penalties mm-hmm. I, I really was impressed and poor old fat Frank really was cheesed off wasn't it at the end there everything you're right right Javid I mean everything was against us wasn't it really I mean, just rotate got Thursday only just played got a rough result as well from the game before um, it, it, it's, it didn't bode well um, and, and Chelsea have done us twice since Mourinho isn't it since Mourinho has been in charge uh, but I I always felt that Mourinho it's it, you know do me once well fair enough do me twice shame on me he doesn't get done easily a second time, does he? He gets he gets his way back, and that's what he's doing. Uh, and fantastic. And then we've got a fantastic draw against Stoke. Mm. I'll be honest, though. I mean, I was disappointed. I mean, there are good reasons, as you've explained, why. But I was disappointed the first 20, 30 minutes, how passive yeah. we were, and they were very aggressive. I thought, this is going to be a long night. Because yeah. it's Chelsea, I don't, you know, I think it probably was. You know, you're right. It was the right strategy, as it turned out. But I, I was disappointed that, that that we were so passive. But second half, that's why he's you know one of the main men over so many years. Mourinho got m- much better shape, much better ten- uh, intensity, and we looked to turn Chelsea, and they didn't look quite so slick when we did that. Yeah. I, 
I think sometimes we undersell our players and, and, and overrate some of their players. I don't think they're that great, you know, and so that's partly why I was disappointed with with how passive we were early on. I thought what was important, when you play three at the back, you, you've got to have one of the centre-halves come out with the ball a bit more and make make a sort of extra man in midfield. And I thought second-half Dyer did that yeah. really well. It draws them on and, and creates space around and they didn't look very clever by the end and we thoroughly deserved the equaliser and as David said I mean those penalties were I mean they were you know Germany level weren't they oh, absolutely incredible so we've got Stoke in the next round in the quarter final um, and that's not till the week of the 22nd of December so that at least you know we can we can put that to one side not have to worry about the League Cup and playing on a Tuesday you know in, in wherever in this case Stoke and then on a Thursday in somewhere in Europe we, we, we don't have that is it away Busy- Stoke sorry I don't know it's, it's away yeah okay yep cold December in Stoke yeah. without um, their crowd though claiming everything well that, yeah <laughs> um, but you know that that's fine that's something to look forward to just before Christmas um well, obviously, then again, two days later, we had the Europa League tie against um, Maccabi Haifa. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, Maccabi Haifa. Maccabi Haifa. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think on the last pod I said I didn't know a great deal about them, but I expected them to be a sterner test than pre- our previous two opponents. Um, actually, we made it look easy. Although I thought defensively, there were a few things which concerned me that on that night but apart from that I think we at least going forward we were it didn't ever look in doubt the converse with Chelsea I thought the early goal probably the worst thing we seemed to be quite complacent after that mm. and, yeah. and then once you let momentum go it can be hard to pick it up again and you know they did, yeah, it did look like Doherty they got in behind him a couple of times and, and we did look a bit shaky but I think you know David well, I'm sure we'll, all back this up as well sometimes when you know you're much better than the others you you know you don't you just wait and wait for things to happen but you know so yeah I don't know don't know where I'm going with that but I thought they were a better side than the two the others two we played mm. we just oh, yeah. were a bit more clinical and yeah once we stepped it up and they were like I don't know they were like in a shooting gallery weren't they like at the mm. fair they were just thumping it in from 35 yards every time yeah, I mean, it's a sort of game that previously that we would have really fumbled over and tripped, and um, but in the end, yeah, we made a, a nice work of it. But you're, you're right, Gilly. It's, there was a little, a little, a, their first goal, which was a quite a strike. And I didn't, um, I didn't blame Joe Hart for that. He really smacked it one, but we didn't really close him down. Now, if that was yeah. today or Chelsea, you'd have been sure that someone would have been right up against that ball to ensure that shot couldn't have got through. Um, but that, that was just the difference, a little bit of difference. But as it turned out, um, yeah, fantastic. Um, and now we don't, as you say, Javid, don't have to worry until December the 22nd for the League Cup now. And, League Cup. and then, then uh, we can leave this uh, sort of more of our free through our thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And the, and, and the Europa, I think, is on the 22nd of October. So we've, I think that after the... After the international break, yeah. um, but, but at least we don't have the whole, you know, Tuesday and the League Cup, and then Thursday in Europe. Um, it'll just probably be it'll, it'll be Thursday, Sunday, um, which which we've 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 dealt with in the past. Um, so we've got in the next round, Luda, we're in a group with Ludogrets, who are from Bulgaria, Lask, who are from Austria, I believe. I looked them up. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> and Royal Antwerp from Belgium, who we've got some links with them, haven't we? Who did we sign from Antwerp a few years ago? I don't know. Blondell? Was that a guy called Jonathan Blondell under Glenn Hoddle? Blimey. It was a Blondell. A young... Was it Patrick Blondell or something? There was some, there was some link. I, I think I think I think Royal Antwerp. This is right around about two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand one maybe. I think they were uh, there was some link we had with them. Mm. It's a short trip anyway to Belgium. Is yeah. it are they home and away, are they? Yeah, yeah. Group yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to do a quick Google. I can't find it. Anyway, I'm sure that I, uh, Jonathan. I think it was, I think the player was, it was a young player, Blondell, Jonathan Blondell, and right. but I also seem to think there was a um, like you know like a feeder club type arrangement. Jonathan Ooh. Blondell. Blondell was signed by by Tottenham Hotspur. I know it's Bruges. Oh, same difference anyway. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure there was an. Oh, does it, mate, does mind. I, I don't know it to be honest. <laughs> oh, I've just got Antwerp in my mind. Um, okay, let's go back to some questions. So, going back to revisiting Andy Ireland's qu- question, could this be the start of something special? And I've put group these other two questions through from Kent Goodrich. He just said three very smart performances and three wins in a row. Are the players now starting to get what Jose wants them to do? And then one from Nate: Is anyone else starting to believe again? What a difference a week can make. Well, I, I think. Yeah, like I said earlier, I don't think it's just about today and as emphatic as today's performance was. I think it's about what we've done this over the course of this week, and arguably since since the second half of the match against Southampton, I think we've been good. And even last season, sorry, last week when we dropped points, unfortunately at home to, to Newcastle, I thought the performance was good. Um, there's a lot that I take heart from. Yeah, I think it's. Um... I, I, the questions really they're answering their own questions because they're all starting to believe and they can see you can see something going on you can see we've made the right uh, acquisitions in the right areas um Reguilion is is the one i did know and i did see him in in the um uh, cup final europa cup final i thought then he's a good lad look at you know it's, it's I like him, and when he's come today, I mean, he looks as fit as a butcher's dog, doesn't he? He's flying around the place, um, just right for us, and I think he's going to be quite some player. And so, given all that, and the fact that, actually, I did wonder, this uh, Vinicius um, lad, Brazilian, the fact that he, he'd come from being a centre-back may give us actually cover there as well. I don't know going forward. So you've got players playing in different positions, mm. and, and I'm, I'm starting to see that, that we've got cover and... and backup so we, we've got this larger squad and, and a more um, equal squad if you like even squad and there's that confidence and if, if that say today look, so many smiles on faces I think the players are starting to believe themselves how much damage they can do and if they keep on this run um, you know I, I before today's result I looked at West Ham today and I thought ah they're looking a bit good I, I'm not you know that's going to be a difficult game now I think they're the ones that are going to look at us and think, oh damn, you know, they're going to be a difficult game. And all teams are. They're going to look at us and think, Reiki, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And we are. And we are. I'm not oh. saying we're going to win the Premier League, but... No. But, but say it, Dave. <laughs> that's for Javid. I think, I think we have put a body of work together in the last couple of weeks. I think you're right. Since second half at Southampton, that's why I wasn't so disappointed at drawing home to Newcastle, you know, VAR nonsense aside. Yeah. And yeah, that we do look in all the games 
we've looked much stronger and sturdier and people seem to know what they're doing and there's always someone to pass to and you know we're devastating you know with that with that front three um you can really see it it's working but like i say things can change very quickly but we're definitely on to something yeah um right so briefly i want to talk about uh, i want to talk about the transfer window and then ask Gilly at the end of the pod about his Spurs heaven and hell. But before all of that, West Ham, West Ham, um, we're playing um, after the international break, so Sunday the 18th. Very briefly, and David, you mentioned their their result yesterday, probably a bit of a freak result. There are lots of now, just lots of weird results at the moment. We, we, we're noticing. We're also seeing a lot of teams not really keep clean sh- sheets including ourselves i mean that's that's one aspect of it f- from our perspective like you know, i think that, that we still need to work on um collectively um but but then yeah there's, there seems to be a te- a, a, a trend of a lot of teams conceding goals a lot of freak results and i wonder whether playing behind closed doors is maybe a contributing factor time will tell um on the west ham game bale might be back obviously they now stop now stop you there Javid you're going to be on about this this you're going to be on about this Gareth Bale coming to Spurs again aren't you and, and, and we've had long discussions about this I've come up with six very plausible reasons why he will not be coming back to Spurs well, okay. and, and he wouldn't get in this team no, no, it's no. never going to happen um, there is an international break so we don't know who's going to come back fit and well after that break we've really got to hope that nobody none of our players get injured but Fancy your chances against West Ham? Of course we do. Of course we do. If you can't fancy your chances against West Ham after you've done, you know, that's United. Yeah. Not just the score, but it's the way we played. Um, you've got to feel confident. And I think West Ham know that they, they, they were very, they're quite dominant today. They looked very dangerous. But I would say against Spurs, they won't have that sort of time on the ball and um, the ease of play. Yes, we may concede against them, but I certainly... Mm. Would put us down for a win. Um, I, I, before today, I, I would have been well. It's a tight game, but um, it still will be tight. But I still think that uh, if as long as we play like we did, you know, against Southampton and Newcastle um, with a game plan, ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll win. I'm sure we'll win. Is it terrible preparation? Are we at home or away against West Ham? We're at home. Home to West Ham. Okay. Well, I, I saw them their first game against Newcastle, and oh. they were just dreadful. Well, yeah. I haven't seen them since, but their results are. Man, uh, we weren't. We weren't great enough at first game either. No, Everton. no, no, that's true. Yeah, I mean they've been rubbish for years, though, haven't they? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, you're right. This is why I'm not getting so carried away at the moment. Even well, I am in myself, but you know, anything can happen. We, you know, anyone like you say, if if Villa were beating Liverpool four one, any no one's safe, are they? You, no. If we match them for effort, which I think sometimes. And intensity, which I think yeah. sometimes has been our problem in the past with them, whether they've been good or not, mm-hmm. then you would expect us to win. But, you know, what uh, do you yeah. think, Jav? Uh, uh, exactly what you said. I think I think they will probably provide a sterner test than they might have done in the past based on their recent results. But if we match them, we, we should be more than capable of beating them. However, whichever West Ham team turns up. Right. OK, transfer window. Um... Let's just talk about the recent stuff, or the stuff that hasn't happened. Um, so we've got, we touched on it earlier, we've got the lad Carlos Vicius, uh, striker from Benfica. Um, 
at last another striker. I think that's that's a position that we've we right at the beginning of the window uh, everybody identified as needing to be addressed and um and it's, that's great that we've done that and and I, the, the the deal I think is pretty good. I think it was like 2 or 3 million pound loan but with an option to buy after after a couple of years. I think it's stunning business by Levy again. Yeah. He's hardly had any output, really. Um, you know, it looks like you know, we've been buying everyone. But in truth, of course, they're, they're loans with a, a, a agreement to buy if, if need be. Um, and, of course, it's not pay now, is it? I mean, it's three million going to be over that period, you know, as, as his bail. Um, it's a loan and we pay a portion of his wages, which um, would have been probably what we'd have paid him anyway if we'd have bought him. So we're sort of getting in for nothing and I think he's done some stunning work at the moment yeah. um, and we'll see if he if he turns out not to be very good um, then we just give him back absolutely we've we've also um, just just today we had the news that Foyth Juan Foyth signed a new contract until 2023 but we've loaned him out to Villarreal which um, which I think is good for him, for him for his perspective. Yeah. He'll he'll get more game time there. Um, his his salary has gone up, and, and Villarreal are going to pay all of that. Um, and then you know if it works out, then we, we can we can sell him to them, for example. Um, our, our, you know, we, and and the fact that we've also extended his contract means that we've protected his value. If if he comes back after a year and and he's played a lot of football and. He's actually given Jose something to think about. Then I suppose we always reserve the right to, yeah, to have him come back. So I think that's been good from his perspective. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask Gilly about Skriniar in a minute, but just looking at the the other positions, and we'll, we'll, um, the key area. So striker, we fill that. Um, hardly spent anything. Joe Hart, I'm not a big fan of his, but. Didn't, you know, bought, bought in another keeper I'd, I'd, and without spending a, a great deal. Hoiberg, we talked about him earlier in the pod in relation today. Fantastic signing again. Haven't spent a great deal on 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 him and with KWP going the other way. Um, we needed a new right back. We got Doherty. Haven't seems to be a good signing. We haven't we haven't spent a lot there. We've also got Gareth Bale on loan. Um, might have mentioned that a few times in the past. Um, not spent a penny in terms of you know that's that's a two year a year loan signing with a with a view to making it two years, um, and who else did we sign? Regulon, 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 yep, and again Regulon, fantastic pr- prospect there. You know all of these without I think Regulon is probably the most expensive without really breaking the bank um, and a striker, but there's still one it seems there is still one. One position that needs to be filled, and that is a centre back. We have been heavily linked with Skriniar. Um, it was sort of on off. Um, there is still another 24 hours, well, less uh, 24 hours to, to the transfer window. I think closes tomorrow at 11 UK time. Yeah. Um, tell me about Skriniar, Gilly. Well, yeah. Play I for mean, Inter. I will. Do, I just want to say that I think both of you are right that what we've done really well is that we've identified identified those positions and we've filled them and United today they're a salutary lesson aren't they and just because spent, you spend massive money on big big names or much in demand players you've still got to sit, fit them into a cohesive structure and you know I think maybe Ollie, maybe Poch will have to go there I, I, sorry I'm, I went off the uh, thing Skrinja <laughs> I, I haven't 
really followed it too much because it just seemed too good to be true. I just mm-hmm. couldn't understand from Inter's point of view what they were doing. I mean, he he didn't play so much last year because they say they went to a back three, though, you know, when he did play in the back three, I didn't think he was awful. But this guy's 25. He's really strong in the air. He's really strong in the tackle. He can bring, bring the ball out. He's decent positionally. You know, he they I couldn't understand why they so I never really thought it was a was a goer, even though it has been. I think they obviously need money from somewhere and he's a highly saleable asset. But he's played the last two inter games in a back three. Um they started the season with a back three of D'Ambrosio, Kolarov and Bastoni, and you're thinking, Why are you selling this guy? You know, you can't sell him. I think it'd be fantastic if we get him. You never know if they're going to work out. You know, it could, be, it could be a horror show. But I know David's been calling for a big dominant centre half for at least two seasons, and this guy fits the bill. I think I personally think he's terrific. I, I would love it if we if we got him. But, um, My gut feeling is that I know this. We're approaching the end of that, but still 24 hours and, and yeah. there's still plenty of time to do business. I, my gut feeling is we will get a defender. The, the way that the yeah. window has gone for defender. us, I think I we think will. Conti, I, my gut feeling is that Conti's woken up. You know, someone's prodded him awake in the middle of the night uh, and said, "What are you doing?" You know, uh, frankly. But, I read uh, something that apparently Inter were like, "We don't want to sell him, but they want to raise funds for yeah, players." Yeah, this is and the problem. Yeah, they've got, they need that, money. That, he might be, you know, he might might be the player to, 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 to do that. So we've, we've also been linked with Rudiger mm. on a loan from Chelsea. I don't know how. I don't know if that's just, you know, just testing the water. Um, but there's another player who plays in in Italy, Meri Dem Demiral. Oh, Demiral. Yeah. Demiral. He plays for Juve. Again, I'm surprised. I did hear his name only a couple of times. I've heard his name. Again, I'm very surprised if Juve. But then Juve, they're a bit of a basket case at the moment. Mm. But in terms of uh, their uh, transfer um, strategy, again, Turkish guy, young defender, came into the kept um, kept Delict out the side for periods last season, and then did his ACL, I think it was, in the game at Roma, the same one that um, this Zaniolo did his in in March, I think February or, or or January might be January or February, and so he isn't back yet. But he was playing really, really well. And like I say, he was keeping Delict out the side. He's only 21, 22, I think. You know, again, I'm thinking, what? why are you selling this guy? You know, sell Rugani, sell, sell Bonucci or Chiellini rather than this guy. This guy could be a defender for the next 10 years. He, he was at Sassuolo before. Really good. Again, for me, really, really good player. You need to be keeping these. But Juventus also. You know, the two biggest clubs in Italy, they both seem to be hungry for money. I don't know what... Well, I know what they've been doing. You know, they've been buying people like Ramsey and and, uh, and stuff on on supposed freeze and paying them 400... Huge quid, wages. You know, and they're not going to get anywhere in Europe in in, in that way. So, yeah, again, Demiral, terrific player. Again, he's had an ACL. Who knows? You know, going to take time to come back. Demiral's 22. Demiral's 22. Uh, if... Um... Uh, Demiral's twenty-two, Skriniar's twenty-five. Um, yeah. If you if you could choose between one of them, who would who what's your who would, be, who would be your preference? Well, I would get Skriniar because I think he's he's you know he's ready. Yeah. And and I think Demiral the ACL, you don't know what's going to happen, and True. he's got a shorter body of work. Listen, before last season, I don't know what Conti saw. Well, he wanted Godin in, 
So he had him in the three, uh, you know, but Godin's legs have gone. The year before that, mm. and, you know, the, even the year before that, you'd have to, for me, you'd have to say Skriniar was in easy in the top three or four centre-backs in Italy. You know, so I would go for Skriniar. But, um, so, I, look, I've, I've not watched either any of either of them so I don't know I'm not well placed to but all I would say is in relation to Demirial, Demirial if he's kept Delete out of the side then he must be some player no, well, but he also, really, really but also was having his problems to be fair but he, he came but, in and was really really good yeah no but, all, and, but, but, but again, also the ACL I, I don't know Jay I was going to say that, that I'd, I'd agree with you that the ACL is, is, would be a question mark and and at 22 don't get me wrong. A lot of players, a lot of defenders, might be the might be the the real deal at twenty two. That's you know everybody's different. Everybody's development age is different. But you know you could sign somebody who's twenty two and they're off the you know level of say Sanchez or Foyth, A lot of potential. Um, twenty five. It's you know the, it's arguably it's, it's the finished article, but it's also not too old as well. It's it's yeah. it's a perfect perfect age. He's I think really the fact good. that fact, the really fact that we've really been good. heavily fact that we've been heavily linked with Skriniar makes yeah. me think that's probably the main target. Um, and and I wouldn't be surprised if if we get a deal o- o- over the line. Now, the other thing, and I think this could be, if we don't if we don't get a defender in um, in this window, then I think. Jose will still look at it, and the club will still look at it, and Levy, and I think they'll look at it as a very good window, and they'll probably go again. They'll, they'll make do with what they've got, and they'll go again in January and get a defender in. Then Liverpool did that a few years ago. They couldn't get Van Dijk in mm. in the summer, but they got him in in, in January. So, so we'll see how that unfolds. I hope Just, he doesn't but, come there now. I've given him such a build up because I look an idiot. Just stick to me again. Just on 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 on. on Two players. I just want to ask you both on that window. So one of them is Deli Ali. Um, he he came off the bench on on Thursday and okay. scored a goal. Um, uh, won a penalty, scored a goal, and today he 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 came on as well. Um, the second half. Um, he's been linked with PSG again today. A loan move. Um, yes or no? Do you see him staying with us after after the window tomorrow? Well. I... That, that's a difficult answer. I want him to stay. Um, the fans, want, I think, mostly want him to stay. Uh, it's about attitude. But if he really feels that he's not getting the love that he wants, yeah, then um, then maybe he should move on um, and, and take a loan. But but that's one of the bonuses of having not just a, a, a result like today, but having a performance like today that he might think twice and think, you know what, we're coming back. Mm. That I want some of. You know, he may be better off where he where he is. Okay, I've bought shares in in Delhi Alley, um, Gilly. Will he be there after the window tomorrow? Just yes or a no? Has, yes, I think he will. I don't think he <laughs> wants to sell him. I hope he stays. He's a player that's got that X factor. Um, if he's will, I mean, maybe he'll need to accept that. Unlike in his first three seasons or so, that he's you know pretty much an automatic pick. I think like a lot of them, like we said, you've both said earlier, there's a lot of competition, and he mm. should he should um, he should really look to um, embrace that competition and come better. I really hope he stays, and I think he will stay. Right before we before we finish off with a reoccurring question, we had we had a we had a question earlier on for a question from Kent Goodrich. This is in relation, I suppose, to. to but on the back of today's match, and he just said, "Can Gareth Bale get into this side?" <laughs> um, so we, we we have it has been brought to my attention that that Gareth Bale has returned to Spurs, um, <laughs> and 
and you know far bit from me to, to to say anything more not on that front but neither of you have, have um been on the pods well david you've, you've not been on the pod since i think the everton game yeah um and Gilly, I think the last time you were on the podcast was also against Everton, but when we, when we played them... Um, That's right, after the restart. In, after the restart. Um, Spale, indulge me. <laughs> Go on, David. All right, well, I, I wasn't very um, complimentary in some respects because you said it would bring a tear to your eye. I remember you making a comment about that, and I said, no, it didn't really. Not a £600,000 a week, but I was, I was being disingenuous about it, really. I, I'm so overjoyed. I'm so excited. I'm just so sad we're not going to be in the stadium when he steps out because we'll take the roof off. We really will. And I know John was being more protective himself last week. I heard him on the podcast sort of being uh, a bit careful about overplaying a Bale's effect or, or how good he might be. But I, I think we're buying uh, or getting in the, the bail that's just as good as the bail that left, but in a different way. I think he'll be just that little uh, extra that we'll need. Um, I think other players will look up to him. I think Sonny needs another player like that for a through ball. Imagine what Kane... When Kane could put a through ball and watching uh, Gareth Bale, that dash through with his pace, and he's still got the pace. He's just not going to use it every five seconds. Um, I I think it's going to be a stunning moment. I can't wait. I think it's such a great move by Levy to do it uh, in, in so many ways. Business terms... Our, our profile. I always talk about our profile because if we're going to be uh, the team that Sky talk about in the future, it may well be us because we keep making the right moves like this. We'll start to become one of the top sides that people want to buy Sky packages around the world to watch, mm. and he's part of it. Yeah. I'm, I think it's probably unrealistic to think he's going to rip it up. You know, consistently like he did before. Again, a lot of that will depend on his, on his condition. I would have. This came up. I mean, this comes up every year, doesn't it? And I think a couple of years ago, I was talking to a friend. And I was saying, well, in some ways, I hope he doesn't come back. I don't want him to sort of tarnish his, um, his, uh, his reputation, reputation that, with what he's done. Because you know, he's one of our all-time, all-time greats. Never go back. These sorts of things. You know. But it's gave everyone such, and me included, such a lift when we really needed it to know that yep. he was coming. I mean, it's just fantastic, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, whether you think football's just about results or whether you think it's about identity and about enjoying your club and just getting excited about things, that Gareth Bale plays for us is, again... <laughs> It's just a fantastic feeling, so I, I'm I'm thrilled. You know, I'm really thrilled he's come back more than I thought I would be. You know, I it, thought I would I would be thinking, oh, don't go back, never go back. Is he is he fit? Can he play many games? You know, I just don't care. Just brilliant. You know, I brilliant. I've got a funny feeling that the bail effect was there today. Yeah. I really do. I think that um, I think the players are, are more jollied up that he's coming in. He's here. Um, it's a sign. Uh, of, of our intention as a club and I think players are, are I, I think they had a little bit of effect I really do he's today a genuine world class player isn't he he's yeah. not not playing for Real Madrid because he's not a good footballer it's because of politics isn't it they yeah. could have done with him as well in the last year or so you know I don't yeah. know how he's been playing for them but I, I know he's got four Champions Leagues and uh, you know some of the greatest moments in, in Champions yeah. League history you know? yeah yeah. Uh, it's just great isn't it yeah, I, I, I don't want to dwell on the past, but I suppose 
David, you said something interesting there about the the, the bail effect now, um, and and you know the fact that the sign this marquee player and and, and the, the impact on other players. It it does strike me that three years ago, when we finished second in the summer of 2017, and we didn't we we had that that the, the Danny Rose summer when Danny Rose famously did this interview with the Sun and it got leaked out and then he criticised you know the, the the incomings at the, at the club and having to Google players and you know and and I, and, I, and I think it was a low moment I don't think it was a good moment for him um, but you know and, and and there were probably reasons why maybe in the past we couldn't couldn't attract players with a stadium build etc um, but. Yeah, just the, the, the contrast between the two two things when we needed to push on then and we didn't, um, and how much of a difference you know getting actually having players you don't have to Google um, somebody like Bale, somebody who can lift the lift 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 the lift the roof of the stadium, um, lift lift the players as well as you know strengthening in, in 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 other positions, and I think that's the that's really encouraging and I think it will make a big difference um, the, the Gilly, good thing t- is that we don't have to get bring him in and, and rely on him to be like the star for like 40 games as we can see we've no got. We, we, we've got plenty of depth and, and exactly. absolutely yeah. so yeah. we can use him you know like uh, I don't know I don't know what the word is but you can use him to maximum effect you know yeah absolutely um, Gilly you said earlier on about football and and um, you know the the what what's what what it's all about or you know the the winning and the the trophies and and and, I, and, I, and the moments and i think i think the, the beauty of football of following a football team is all those things it's winning matches it's winning trophies it's it's not to me it's never been just about you know cups i'm i'm not obsessed with we've got to win a trophy it's 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 about those things it's about winning matches it's about playing great football it's about the highs. It's about the lows as well. Mm. Um, it, it's you know, it's about those Harry Kane, Gareth Bale, those Roy the Rover stuff. So, with that in mind, tell me about your Spurs heaven and hell. <laughs> so, your regard could be a person, a player, a moment, a memory for your time supporting the club. Well, I'm sure, like most of us, you know, have been in the stadium with some hor- horrific defeats. I mean, I was at Port Vale. I was at Bradford. The worst, the worst I've ever felt after a, a Spurs game was the semi-final replay in '87 at the Lane against Arsenal. I just, I just couldn't believe it for about six months after. But I think for me, Spurs hell is a bit. The most recent one is like we had last season, and we've had it many times over the, over our, our history, even my supporting history, which I suppose goes back a long way now, is when. There's just no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, and there's all sort of in, internal fighting, and and you can't see that the things are going to improve, you know. So I think those are my Spurs hell. When I just, you know, it's not so much individual results; it's more when you just feel the club's not really going anywhere, mm. you know. So last year, when after the Pochettino and then Mourinho coming in, all the injuries and all, all those things, and I suppose it's amplified now with. Twitter and social media so rather than just talking yeah. to your Spurs mates down the pub or at the game or whatever you know you're getting it from from everyone so they're there so that's my Spurs hell if that makes any sense does it make yeah, sense no, yeah no absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah individual games I, I, I think that those transitional periods I found whilst I wouldn't call it Spurs hell necessarily I, I can think of other things personally but I've, I've never enjoyed those transitional periods because it's like oh god here we go again That that's really really Really, really difficult. Um, Spurs heaven. 
Well, I suppose having nice. But I was going to pick a moment. I mean, I was lucky enough to be at the '91 Cup final when we when we won it. But and but I think like last year, I think I did mention this to you before when we were talking about trophies or not trophies. I think even being here so far away in front of the telly when Lucas Moura scored that goal in in Amsterdam, and I and my ten year old son was like jumping in. He jumped into my arms. We were just like leaping around the front room. I think I was probably even more emotional then when I was actually in person at Wembley watching us win a, win a, win a trophy. So I think that would probably be my, um, my heaven. But I was struck by something that Mark said when he was on, where he's hoping that, you know, the future will bring something else that's even more, uh, you know, even more heaven. And that's what drives football fans forward, that, you know, you can always, there's always that chance, always like we are talking tonight. You know, we've mm. had a good week. We're playing well. We, we feel like we can do something this year you know and I think that's you know maybe that's Spurs heaven maybe that is Spurs that we're it, though lots of Spurs fans we, we're called fickle you know and wrongly everyone's fickle but that we we always fear the worst but I think there's a real side to Spurs fans certainly you know when I was going years ago and, and you know even now where yes we are like that we fear the worst but we also we also think there could be something really exciting you know and I th- so I think so I think yeah that's my long ramble on, on that one it's Great. all heaven being a Spurs fan all heaven yeah yeah and I think that the, yeah there's something to be said about 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 the future we don't know what the, what, what the future is other than we, we hope we hope we know well, we hope, hope for get in there hope you can all get back in yeah. there so yeah yeah you know how how and Lee Dixon said it today he was saying they were saying oh you know how because what was interesting is on the uh, this US channel they had the pipes and all you all they played from about the second half was Spurs songs you know where they pipe it in they were like Spurs yeah. fans singing which I thought was really interesting because obviously that's who would be and and the uh, the commentator said oh you know it would be amazing if Spurs fans were in the ground at the moment they'd be going crazy and Lee Dixon said well I'm quite glad they're not you know in a <laughs> jokey way he said but they would deserve to be would deserve to go crazy because this has been a superb Superb performance, you know. It has, it has, and hopefully we can continue that after the international break. So, um, the next podcast we will be recording uh, two weeks today, um, which will be the same day, or we'll record it on the evening um, after we play West Ham. Until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Yeah, thanks very much, Jeff. Thank, thank you, Gilly. No, thank you. And until next time, this has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. So bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.